This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. Again, truth seekers, and welcome to the FBI Basement, the podcast where we watch and review every single episode of the hit 90 series, The X Files. Every episode. Every episode. <laughs> Including the one with the butt genie. The butt genie? It's an episode we're going to get to. Oh, yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Butt genies. And uh, uh, today on the program, uh, a quick, a very brief look at the X Files trading card game, ah. and on ah. the end for our episode, uh, we're going to be deep interstate trucking on the way back to the Myth Arc. That's right. Uh, this is going to be episode seventeen of the first season, called EBE. What's that stand for? Extraterrestrial Biological Entity. So you guys were supposed to show, throw some jokes at me there. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh shit. Um, the thing with the guy in that, I don't know. <laughs> It'll come I'm up distracted. later when we're almost done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty. You're going to come up with humorous EVE acronym explanations? I don't know. <clears throat> so, um... Before we get into the episode, I want to, uh, Shannon had this idea. Um... We were looking for things uh, for, you know, maybe giveaways on Facebook and, and neat little bits Weird and pieces. Things. Weird things. Stuff and, that uh, we might like to try. And, and, and she stumbled upon the X-Files trading card game. Oh, God. This thing is crazy. Like, <laughs> I've got some cards. I found some good ones. Well, I want to point out here that you bought the core deck and you bought what you were thought was a single booster pack. Yeah, and now we have like 40. You, you ended up buying, like, 40 booster packs. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. this foil. Holy shit. I thought I'd open one on the show, and I can't. Ah! She can't get the package open for the booster pack. <laughs> Are you doing an unboxing on an audio format? <laughs> <laughs> it's the X-Files. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I have the mystery. Uh. But no, she can't like, open the thing. <laughs> I, I give up. Get them rares. But no, there's some great ones. Uh, so basically, you and your friend are playing agents. This one, th there's already a big assumption that, that, that uh, assumes that if you own this game, you have a friend. <laughs> That's an unfortunate thing. One of my favorite cards is a combat card, which is Hard Punch. And um, I... I feel like we're going to put this one on our, our Facebook page. Because it's, because it's Alex Krychek being punched hard in the face. I'm old. <laughs> um, but you, I need you to have see a combat. picture of this. I, I thought I sent it to you. If not, I'll put it in the chat. Uh, but you get a card. You get a... You get a card that is your X-File. And, and uh, you have to guess your other opponent's x-file before he yeah. guesses yours but you also have to use things like you have to use uh events and evidence and like i shit you not one of the events is finding skinner's uh wedding ring so what? someone with a, so hold on now someone with an encyclopedic knowledge of the x-files tv show would be at kind of an advantage 
to someone who didn't have that knowledge, right? Well, in theory, you're supposed to use the resources in your deck. Like, you're supposed to ask witnesses, like, the stupendous yappy. <laughs> and uh, events, like Jose Chung's From Outer Space. How's that an event? That's a book. Oh, God. Uh, place an opponent's field. Every turn, name one X-File characteristic, affiliation, method, motive, or result. And during this, the opponent's briefing phase. This opponent may not ask you this characteristic's question this turn. You may not choose the same characteristic uh, for two consecutive con turns. And cards that cause bluffs may be discarded because of the effect. So this is basically an overcomplicated guessing game. This is like, you know... This huh. is guess who This is like people. guess who for older people, for older, sadder people. Pretty much. Okay. Um, <laughs> and there are two why versions. Why did this need to be a card game? <laughs> well, one, uh, Magic the Gathering. Was really popular. Was super in hot. This card game is from 1996. Yeah, and then there was another one that came over, uh, some stupid Japanese game with uh, the Shock Mouse. Oh, that stupid Shock Mouse. So, um, we have these. Hate, have hate, hate. Play. We'll play it sometime. Probably <laughs> drunk. Okay, we'll give that a try. And uh, we still have, like, you know, many, many booster packs. And, and even if, you know, I don't think anybody is actually playing this game, I don't think that there is a... <gasps> I think it's lousy enough to give out. I don't think there's a tournament, but it's a neat little piece of um, uh, memorabilia now. <laughs> so keep well, a lookout for a lo keep a lookout on the Facebook for maybe a giveaway. I will say that we paid maybe twenty bucks for the whole thing, so not that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're an X Files fan, I think maybe you're a completionist. You're really <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh... If you have no friends, nah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, geez. I haven't inter introduced everybody yet, have I? We have no nope. friends. Yeah, they've left. <laughs> All right. Well, I am Todd, and I am your ring announcer for this evening. And coming in to the ring from Yonkers, New York. <laughs> no. No. I'm the man. Sorry, we've been watching too much box. wrestling. Shannon's here. How's it going, Shannon? I'm okay. Also, from actual New York, Marissa. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Hi! How's it going? You doing okay, Marissa? Well, my name is actually Dick Clippins, so... Dick Clippins. Just, that's cool, man. Just just take a load off, man. Take, put your mind at ease. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here's uh, joining us also from, uh, from Minnesota, <laughs> my man. You can call me Hawkeye95. I'm going to call you Valentine. Are we doing a Whatever, man. call signals? And uh, coming in with Valentine is Vanya. How you doing? Excellent. All right. Today's episode is EBE. It is episode 17 of the first season, written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong. The first time that that duo has uh, done a Myth Arc episode. <laughs> and not the last. No, no, but, you know, it is directed by uh, William Graham. Again? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I was going to have a joke here, but I don't. Something, something Hannibal. Something, 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 Red, something Dragon. Red Dragon. Yeah, mm -hmm. there we go. Uh, this first aired in on February 18th, 1994. Yeah. Back in those days. Do you remember the 90s? 
Batbridge Farms remembers. <laughs> this one was a uh, got a Nielsen rating of six point two, which means a total of five point eight million households watched this episode during its original airing. Um, and if I recall correctly, and this might be my own memory, this was one of the episodes in the first season that was heavily promoted. Like this was, I don't know. Like this might have been like, uh, because they always seem to be a bit more fanfare around the early min, early Mythark episodes, right? Which is weird because the uh, uh, Fox hated this. They were not fans of this episode. Really? Yeah, they didn't like the idea that Cherry Harden would be like Deep Throat. They were not comfortable with that. Well, uh, he'd been Deep Throat for a while at this point. Right? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't like the idea that Mulder had just like one guy. So they just make it one other guy? I'm sorry, that's a little ahead of us, but... I, I feel like this is the thing, though, is when we get later into this season, uh, this relationship be- between Deep Throat and Mulder becomes super important for reasons. But this is the first time we've actually been in the myth arc since, what, Fallen Angel? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, after a lot of Monsters of the Week, this is returned to the... So we've come back to abductions and we've gone back to uh jerry harden's gonna be back in this again this will be the first appearance of uh three gentlemen that uh, will become beloved by the fandom oh yes yeah that's that's actually just an understatement are we gonna do their show i had not planned on it (laughs) i have not planned it would be a rather short um uh it's like 14 episodes yeah and one episode of the x-files because it because it ties in well, how about maybe maybe for the maybe for our Patreon subscribers, huh? You know, oh. special spin off, special Patreon spin off for of spin offs of X Files, huh? Huh? Definitely, people should uh, comment in with uh, episodes that they'd like to see uh, reviewed, and then uh, we'll get to those on the Patreon. Right, mm. yeah, right. That's another thing we need to talk about when before, when we disseminate information. The plans for what we're going to be calling TV party. It's going to be big, folks. It's going to be phenomenal. Huge. Huge. Bigly. (laughs) So much winning. Let's just jump right into the episode now, I think. The episode begins in the cockpit of a fighter plane flying over Iraq, or along the border of Iraq and Turkey. Can I sing the song? No, there's no song to sing here. There's no song to sing here yet. Mm. Bombs over Baghdad. Well, he's not bombing Baghdad. He is, in fact... No, he's fighting the aliens Would you say he is perhaps rocking a part... Of the Middle East, that might be be considered. Oh God, this is falling. I'm sorry. You tried. You tried. You tried to make a rock the Casbar joke work, <laughs> and I didn't. What the pilot is sh- shooting is uh, apparently a UFO. Yeah, like attacks him. It blasts him with white light. It's like taking his picture and everything. You're like, hey, bro, just get the just like get the snapshot. And you got right all scared there. and shot it. Sixteen. <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, yeah, what was he shooting? Uh, when, at? when they think Mr. Burns is the alien in that episode of uh, The Simpsons, we bring you love. It's bringing love. Break its legs. Kill it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at NATO's surveillance station in Turkey, soldiers sleeping in bunks hear a noise like an airplane falling right as the light in the room uh, momentarily goes down. <laughs> Anyone else think it was suspiciously looking like the place in Fallen Angel and maybe it looked NASA? Kind of, it looked kind of familiar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of looked like NASA. <laughs> like maybe they're reusing certain buildings for this at this point. 
certain sets. Uh, looking outside the window, they see a fiery explosion in a nearby wooded area. They use the radio to come uh, to contact Red Crescent and report the downed plane near the camp perimeter. But a man's voice answers that Red Crescent is not currently detecting anything in the sky near the surveillance station. The soldier confirms the sighting and suggests Red Crescent have a medvac unit standing by. Before the announces the soldiers are about to investigate the explosion, they leave the surveillance station as the Red Crescent contacts Medvac 1 and reports the incident. Meanwhile, another small disk of light flies over the area and hovers above the crash site. Begin the singing of the opening theme. That actually was good this time. That's because I didn't you, participate. You guys have been practicing. <laughs> the rehearsing has been paying off. I want to say some nice things about you today. Okay. Aw, thank <laughs> you. I want to let you know I, the rehearsing has been paying off. You've been, you did better this time. <laughs> All right. <sighs> we return to uh, Route 100 through Uragan, Tennessee. <laughs> How far away is that from us, dear? It's like <laughs> I have a picture. Uh, from two years ago, driving on that. Oh, cool. As I was driving back from Memphis, uh, half dead. Uh, the reason I took it is because apparently it was District 10. That's literally what it said. So uh, this trucker is, you know, middle of the night. Uh, he is absolutely exhausted and probably on some kind of crazy-ass amphetamines, as truckers normally are. He's probably taking exactly what that ad was selling, that headache powder. Cures all your, uh, all, headache. Your, all your pains. Goody's <laughs> Headache Powder is a proud sponsor of the Opry. I need me some of it that. It sounded like uh, it was cocaine or something. Listening to, yeah, give me my cock Johnson headache powder, boy. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Two things on this one, because I'm going to derail the episode for this. One, he is listening to Art Bell before he goes to the Opry. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about alien sightings which is the most coherent person I've ever heard on the Art Bell show. Two, Goody's Headache Powder is a proud sponsor of NASCAR. So, yeah, we're <laughs> deep in the, uh, we're deep in the, the... Area of the world that's gonna yell at, like... We're in the Jeff sticks Gordon. right... We're in the sticks right now, so... It looks like it's the road between Memphis and Nashville, which is pretty much the fucking backer beyond. So this guy is trucking along and listening to the grand old Opry. Suddenly there's a, a power outage of, of his vehicle. He gets out to investigate with a shotgun and flashlight. Which is how I would. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. I mean. Uh, he heads to the back of the truck. He looks up and sees something in the sky and the back doors of the truck swing open and he, and he fires repeatedly. For no what reason. with rednecks and shooting at aliens? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, as someone who uh, grew up in a uh, small oh, part of the world. Rural area, let's be. A, you shooting at aliens? No, I'm not time. allowed to have a gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's literally what you do. My godfather shot at bears. So I want to point out something here. Uh, New Year's Eve in this town, you really should not stay outside that long. Because, it freaks our dog out. Because at midnight... All of the rednecks shoot their guns into the air. Okay, oh, to Lord. be fair, <laughs> they got those guns at Trader Jerry for Christmas. Right. They're shooting their new <laughs> guns that they got for Christmas in the air. 
And, you know, those bullets got to come down somewhere and, you know. It freaks fucking, our dog out. Stay fucking indoors, you know, <laughs> if you're it, in the it south. It freaks our dog the fuck out. Like, what the shit is that? Hillbillies. No, just don't go to the ridge. Don't go to the ridge on Christmas Eve. All right. Our trucker Ranheim is later being detained at a Lexington police station for the charge of firing a weapon on a county road. Wait, what? In Lexington what? In a Lexington police station. That's bullshit. (laughs) Okay. Don't bring geography into this, lady. No, I'm just saying. Lexington's so far away. Unless there's a Lexington, Tennessee that I'm not aware of, which is possible. Uh, our heroes, Mulder and Scully, enter to uh, interview the trucker named Ranheim. <laughs> they, they were at the crime scene first, and they're they're gathering evidence. And Scully, word after word, throws out feasible, possible, conclusive. And then she even goes to swamp gas. And I'm just wondering if she's on that headache powder. It was like that scene from Alien. I had that as a note that like they mostly come out at night, and then like Mulder would respond with like mostly, mostly, right? Yeah. And then she says he, his evidence is not conclusive or whatever. Yeah, he's got the uh, the to- the stopwatches. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Also, there are radiation levels that he's picking up, those yeah, parts yeah. of the dirt that are like fused into glass. Stuff that we've seen before. Recently. Well, stuff that we've seen on the show before, because I think he, that was, he picked up similar evidence around that lake in uh, Conduit, right? Everything that you see here has been in other episodes, like Pilot and conduit specifically so this all leads back to an interview with ranheim in lexington ranheim now reports having seen an orange and green lights in the sky as a saucer-shaped craft contrary to his previous report of us seeing a cigar-shaped black craft it's like i didn't get enough time to look at it i was too busy shooting (laughs) i don't look at things before i blow my shotgun at them no here's the thing (laughs) i i know people who get scared and that would be the first thing they would do. It's I like, do. you know, I, 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 I saw, I didn't really pay, pay much attention before Betsy here started barking fire. And all he really wants to do is leave and pay the fine for what it, for the, for discharging his gun on the road. Which I didn't know was, yep, in case we were all wondering, Lexington is between Memphis and Nashville. Let's see. He does admit to being an army uh, veteran, but claims. Never to have been in the Gulf when uh, Scully suggests Gulf War Syndrome. People were still talking about that back then. Uh, well, it's because yes. of all of his nasty rashes that he got from sitting in that jail cell. Well, I mean, it is in Hendersonville, so... So he got TB that fast. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, yeah, we were talking about it, and now we're not talking about it. Of course, the local cops want nothing to do with this whole mess... And so they release Ranheim and send Mulder and Scully on their merry way. <laughs> good, 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 get out of here. Just, just, just get out of here. We ain't got time for you. <laughs> Mulder believes that the chief was being, had been, um, uh, someone had gotten to the chief at that point, <laughs> <gasps> which, uh, cause he doesn't even indicate that, you know, he himself might be creepy and off-putting. How many people do you think he fondled? Like, just. Not, like, sexually. But how many people do you think Mulder just sort of, like, touched? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. <laughs> the woman in the office asked to borrow Scully's pin for a moment, and it doesn't seem very important at the time. This area happened to be uh, an area of heightened UFO activity, which tends to con- which tends to um, uh, have a lot of overlap with the heightened meth- methamphetamine addiction area. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. 
I I don't know someone who doesn't do math and doesn't see lights. <laughs> but Mulder also believes that the uh, Gulf War syndrome may be linked to the heightened UFO activity, as uh, many UFO sightings are reported by soldiers during wartime. And so they decide it's time to seek out some expert advice. <laughs> Wait, they got on a bus. Did anyone realize that? Yes! Like, they ran out of funding. They couldn't afford a plane anymore. <laughs> it's like they turned in the car. <laughs> I thought they were going on a tour or something. I'm like, why are they getting on a bus? Are they going to see some weird like history thing? And they're <laughs> like, oh my god, their, they're riding he's that home to the Evan Williams Distillery. Yeah, they hop on the <laughs> Abbott. They they hop on the Red Eye, and <laughs> it's like, no, it's weird. It's like, I, here's the thing. No, it's you're, like, you're not taking any cars from the motor pool, Mulder. Not anymore, pal. What? I'm sorry, Mr. Mulder. We just cannot afford a plane ticket for this ridiculous bullshit. Take the bus. They have a two-for-one special on the Greyhound. The sit-and-stare tour. <laughs> <laughs> to your left, a still. To your right, a dead deer. Now, of course, the experts in question are three gentlemen who run a conspiracy newsletter, uh, which, and collectively, they are known by they are known as the Lone Gunman. By the way, I just want to point out: everyone, remember the name of this paper. It is the lone gunman because it changes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It changes. Maybe it's to help keep up with their secrecy so they don't get caught. Well, hmm. but they change it to like the magic bullet. No, the smoking gun, don't they? No. Yeah, they change it twice. Uh, basically, if you guys remember Max from uh, Fallen Angel, what do you think Max, but three of them? Yes. You mean creepy guy in the in the. In the trailer? Yeah, Mulder's fanboy. John Fitzgerald Byers, uh, Richard Langley, and everyone's mo- favorite um, uh, favorite creeper, Melvin Frohickey. I want to correct you. He is not Richard. He is Ringo Langley. Ringo. <laughs> yes. He is Ring. Yes. This is important. This means something. I have no idea what the fuck it means. <laughs> it means someone is a Beatles fan, I think. Okay. Ringo Langley and... Uh, Melvin. Melvin Frohickey. Frohike. Frohickey. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite. The three uh, uh, conspiracy theorists just start rattling off these rapid fire uh, theories involving the Kennedy assassination. Ah, it's all over the place. Russian having new leaders installed by the CIA. Of course, Gulf War syndrome. Uh, oh, my God. And uh, even have time to um, uh, perv on, Sc- on Scully for a little bit before Scully starts really shooting down uh, every idea that they have. You ever seen the back of a $20 bill, man? <laughs> you ever seen the back of a $20 bill? On <laughs> It's like, I feel like Scully is literally every person who logs on to a flat earth conspiracy website who doesn't believe in the flat earth. <laughs> Funny you bring that up, actually. <laughs> I, I just got banned from a flat earth uh, group on Facebook. It's the biggest one. They had 30,000 members. <laughs> I was on there for like 12 hours before I got caught. <laughs> Only 12. <laughs> <laughs> Only twelve. Did you get banned for uh, citing the evil NASA propaganda or what? No, no, no. Here, get this. I got banned for explaining how perspective works, and I was giving an art class and how like 
<laughs> it, it was really sick how they <laughs> how they ostracized me for giving them an art lesson. How but, dare uh, you teach them science? I'll get art. back in there. I'll get back in there. <laughs> I will get them. <laughs> this is not the last. Group is flat Earth dash no trolls. <laughs> oh my god! When you consider when you consider logic and reason to be trolling, then we're 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 at where where the fuck are we in 2017? What the fuck happened? Oh my to god! Us? Trump. <sighs> uh. Or did flat Earth cause Trump? I, I don't know. Uh, Scully does manage to fire uh, uh, something that I think of a lot when it comes to conspiracy theory. The government can't be trusted to manage a freaking deficit or balance a budget or, or pass any meaningful legislation. Why, how could they, you know, cover this? Well, I, I said that to you the other day, didn't I? Right. And Byers points out that uh, this is not just Congress we're talking about. This is a government within a government, which I think is what Steve Bannon refers to as the deep state. I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need some. Uh, some reverb on that. Val. Yeah, that needs to be reverby. The deep state. <laughs> In fact, I think literally everything that the L, uh, the uh, LGM say, I've read on Breitbart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. And they talk about Gulf War syndrome causes, which, by the way, are none of these. It's. It is actually nerve gas. Just so we all know that nerve gas that we sold to Iraq during a period of time where we were helping them put in Saddam Hussein. And I'm not spouting conspiracy theory. Go read a fucking book. Fake news. No, go read a goddamn book by a goddamn historian. No, I watched a video that said that that's not true, so. Oh my God. This shit makes historian brain hurt. Eventually they make it back to the FBI building. <laughs> After Byers destroys a $20 bill. On weed. Uh, they make it back to the FBI building with uh, Scully pretty looking pretty hacked off that she had to talk to those three. She has tried to spend her entire life not doing that. Because you know Scully was one of those nerd girls in high school. Right. <laughs> she had to put up with this through, through her whole... These are literally everybody. It's every... If you're a nerd and you were a girl... These were your friends in high school. And she's probably about to dress Mulder down about even taking her to them when she unscrews the pen that she was holding to reveal that she has a really awesome sonic pen. That is a fucking amazing (laughs) pen. Next question. Why the fuck are you replacing the pen cartridge? That's a cheap pen. I would just throw that shit away. Yeah, just like toss it, but no. How is she? She opened it up and boom, there was a a listening device. (laughs) Okay, I professionally write. I don't know where any of my pens are. I keep mine in a lockbox. How the fuck did she hold on to that one pen? All the way from Tennessee, too. All the way from the penis? Yeah, Tennessee. It's a goddamn conspiracy. And that's the real conspiracy. Do you check your pens for listening devices before you write? That's why I have the clear pens. Yeah. Yeah, I I use those clear ones. (laughs) As As the camera looms on the recording device, we cut to commercial. And at this time, I'd like to remind you all that the FBI basement is brought to you by bees. Release the bees! Dear God, not the bees! (laughs) I scared our dog back into sleep. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Old Bastard Whiskey. 
the top whiskey enjoyed by old bastards nationwide. I'm talking about the kind of man that won't cop to being a racist, but will take every chance he gets to beat up a Mexican or just proudly display a Confederate flag. That's an old bastard. Old Bastard Whiskey. Asked for it by name. I'll place my knapsack on my back, my rifle on my shoulder. I'll march away to the firing line. Kill that Yankee soldier. I'll kill that Yankee soldier. I'll march away. Welcome back. <laughs> and I hope that all of your stings have been treated with the appropriate uh, topical ointment. Not the bees. My headache's gone. Yeah, see, yeah. Goody's headache powder, right? <laughs> when you sponsor. don't have health insurance. <laughs> oh. And it helps with hemorrhoids. <laughs> Magic. So, where were we? Okay, so, um, Scully had found a listening device in her pen, so Mulder is off to ask his boy Deep Throat about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, that happened. <sighs> oh, so sad. You know, it's funny, the signal for that was someone calling him and then hanging up, and he's like, that's got to be him. <laughs> How many people prank call him, and he just goes out to be deep throat? it's just somebody calling and hanging up? <laughs> Who else had their subtitles on? It said, like, secret code click. Yeah, that's, like, oh, that's oh, thank what you. I recalled. Yeah, it's like a weird click thing. Deep throat speaks the click language. Okay, I couldn't hear the click. No, it's really subtle on that. I just remember it from, like, the VHS. Uh, Mulder meets with Deep Throat, who passes him an envelope containing uh, intercepted transmissions from Iraq fighter jets who shot down a UFO four days ago. As he leaves, uh, Deep Throat tells Mulder that he is on a dangerous path, and Scully has discovered that the truck's uh, manifest is about 2,000 pounds heavier than, uh, what it's, than what it's supposed to be, which, you know... If he's, you know, misrepresenting his weight, then that's going to be... That's a paddling. That's a that that's against the rules, you know, because you got to go to those way stations so they know how much to charge you for your tolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to pay the troll toll, or you won't get into that boy's hole. It's an interstate felony. That's what it is. Let's just move on. Yeah, don't do that if you don't want to uh, be visited by Smokey the Bear. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Trucker lingo. Trucker lingo. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to ask now. Yeah, during that deep throat interview, Vanya was uh, mentioning how blue that dude's eyes were. And I was wondering if maybe they did after effects or if they had contacts in because they were like super like. You know, blue, but then like when it went back to it, they weren't like that vibrant blue. Um, I, I think that Jerry Harden may just have really nice eyes. Well, I think also what you run into because there's Laurie Holden. Who will show up later, much later, so much later, has really blue eyes too. Like they make me uncomfortable. Piercing um, blue eyes. <laughs> but I think one of it is the filters that they use in certain scenes because there's sort of a tonal okay. filter on them. Well, it was by the aquarium where the sharks oh, were that might and be stuff. Too. So I thought maybe it could have been yeah. like. Yeah, I think that's what. Something to do with that too. <laughs> I don't know. Marissa, do you have insight? No, I think you're right about the um the scene being like heavy in the blues, so it's bringing out the blue in his eyes. Well, like the, It's probably all kinds of blue yeah, lights in the room. Because I seem to recall when they talk about it, or Chris Carter talks about it, I think they use filters. Hmm. 
to bring out certain colors to make it slightly otherworldly. Well, uh, at any rate, Ranheim's real name is Frank Drews, um, who had been an Army Special Forces operation who did uh, serve in Iraq. <laughs> Why? Why'd they lie about this? Why? Mulder believes that Drews was hired just like to, to escort the wreckage of a UFO and possibly an occupant to a laboratory in the United States <gasps> using the unmarked black truck. <laughs> Uh, I had some sort of weird Kumite thing. Oh, right. He served in Mosul, which has more synthesis now. Did uh, Scully already get on the plane? Did did she have to save up for that ticket? I don't know. Did she pay out of pocket for that? Yeah. They decide to intercept this truck as it heads towards Colorado. In some of the weirdest shit ever. Now, there is actually like a brief argument about uh, Mulder's informant Deep Throat, right? Because Scully has, at this point, never interacted with Deep Throat. I think she accuses him of being uh, Mulder's imaginary friend. Like, he is uh, like the little green alien from the Flintstones. I think that Scully is just not, her mind isn't open to Deep Throat. I think that if she was able to relax, (laughs) if she relaxed her throat muscles more... Oh god! <laughs> Can we just get through an episode without there going it, weird huh? sex things? <laughs> the character's no. name is Deep Throat. It was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of you. Uh, Mulder goes home to get clothes for the trip. He's so excited. Yeah, he's it's like excited, but the power's turned off to his apartment, and Deep Throat is there. They're hanging out. Ate one of his sandwiches. Had some soda. <laughs> he ha- he passes Mulder uh, an envelope, a document with a photo taken at Fort Brenning, Georgia, where 17 UFOs were reported in a single hour, perhaps searching for the wreckage of the, and the occupant, and Deep Throat dodges direct questions, leaves him with more questions than answers, and, you know, does his usual spooky G-Man thing. <laughs> Comes in, says things, and leaves. Drops off the photo. Mulder takes one look at this photo and his erection pierces the stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he loves this that. thing. He is absolutely. He fapped to it. He is absolutely uh, insistent that they cancel the flight to Colorado and get their butts to, to Georgia. <laughs> and Scully's like, wait a second. We really ought to. Maybe we shouldn't take this on, uh, on face value. Cause, uh, It's a really bad Photoshop job. She does point out some lighting inconsistencies that reveal it to be a a fake. And after additional analysis, Mulder realizes, yep, he's been played. He had to. I feel bad. He wasted. He was pissed. He he was hurt. He was sad. He's like, him too? He he had a sad. Yeah. Like, you know, when he finds out that Deep Throat has definitely bullshit him at this point. I just want to point out, he wasted government resources to find out that his thing was a fake photoshop this looks shop <laughs> i it it looks fake they double wasted resources on that because they spent their best guys to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he points that out he goes back to meet deep throat again this time at like the aquarium the national aquarium or something like that they went to baltimore yeah <laughs> <laughs> he goes all the way to baltimore gets tickets to the national aquarium which is actually a pretty cool place to visit you should go. It's amazing. <laughs> they have dolphins. They have dolphins and all co- sorts of stuff. We went there last year when we were yep. up at Balticon. It was great. You should do it. It's literally the only reason to go to Baltimore. <laughs> Except for Balticon and or the Orioles. Or if you're a fan of the Orioles. You yeah, know. I was going to say that too. Are you going sports on us again? You going rogue? Sports ball. Oh, sports ball, man. 
<laughs> hey man, it's cool. They serve beer there. They do. <laughs> they do. They also have a a full bar somewhere. But yeah, yeah, he gets really he gets a hurt. He gets a sad because his his imaginary friend lied to him. A deep throat explains that there are some things Mulder shouldn't know and that he needed to throw him off because a lie is most convincingly hidden between two truths. Whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Mulder is pissed off and he is not having any of it. He's done playing hide the condom game. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Deep Throat does deny responsibility for the surveillance of Scully, but then informs Mulder that he is bugged too. And uh, Mulder actually confirms that fact after completely wrecking his whole apartment. You just needed an excuse. I just, I feel bad. I feel bad for the guy who has to listen to all the Mulder surveillance tapes. <laughs> it's just, like... Can you see that? Could you imagine that? Okay. Uh, what is the report for that? Hours, and hours of masturbation. <laughs> Fapping it. <laughs> just pounding. Just cranking it. it. Just cranking it. Cranking it all night. Like, you know, a couple of hours of talking conspiracy theories on the phone with the with his buddies from the While he's cranking it. While he's cranking it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's like porn, porn, Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot porn, phone escorts, porn, Chinese <laughs> sports, porn, 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 which is going to eventually just choking it the whole time. <laughs> eventually, we're going to get a porn sponsorship just by the fact that we talk about hey. it all the time. <laughs> like, what is that report like? Ah, Scully shows up and Mulder, fi Mulder finds the bug in a wall outlet under his desk. <laughs> She comes in and he has to make it seem like it's not like, uh, she comes in like, oh, how many girls was it this time? But he's like, no, 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 there's a bug. <laughs> no, no, I assure it you. It was a bug. <laughs> and so the two of them redouble their efforts to find the truck. They managed to get uh, track the truck to Las Vegas, Nevada. All right. They're making more inquiries using public phones to keep their calls from being traced and eavesdropped. When they were talking about they they were talking about the truck then when they when they figured out where it was actually going they were talking about Iraq and the truck weight in Iraq it was so confusing i was like how the fuck did they get a truck from Iraq to Nevada or whatever witchcraft i, I don't know if that was like just bad scripting or what because they were talking about the truck in Iraq how did how did they actually get it from Iraq over to the US they completely skipped over that well you see uh um, yeah they have the gps yeah that's why ow that's how. Yeah, clearly. It's a good drive. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm wondering, did it get <laughs> shot down in Iraq and then, like, like fall out of the sky all the way to the U.S.? Duh. Like, is that what they were trying to say? <laughs> we're just not even... At some point, it Are was transported over. I'm not quite sure. They didn't talk about okay, it. Okay, because that part was left, like... I mean, the <clears throat> episode's only so long. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they could have just had one quick snippet where it's going on a boat. Like, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, but the GPS. Because they kept talking about how the truck got here from Iraq. I just, what? <laughs> uh, they discover the truck uh, The truck is heading west. They hop a flight to Seattle and follow it uh, for hours. Suddenly witness a bright light in the air, which Mulder believes to be a rescue attempt. <laughs> 
the truck is stopped. Uh, Randheim is nowhere to be found. Inside the truck, they remove several boxes of um, uh, what? You, what did we suppose was in those boxes? Beats. Expensive electronics and VCRs. They were just tossing on the ground. Bees. Like, Fuck this merchandise. The bees. That's where the bees were. Okay. <laughs> oh. The bees. Marijuana. Well, I also like how like Scully is just like fuck it, throw, throw. And Mulder is a little less. But when they get through the box, the prize at the bottom of the cereal box seems to be more boxes. Some kind of an autopsy table. Yeah. Empty at the, empty at the moment. Looked like that a mobile lab had been set up inside the, this truck. Or had it. I have no idea. Yeah, then there was the weird shit with the stopwatches again. Yeah, he pulls them out. He's like, oh, it's definitely not real. There's none of the stuff from the other actual verified site. Or he, yeah. Not verified, but what he believes were actual sightings. And then Scully, she's like, oh, is this a real thing? Like, she's starting to believe now, it seems. Hmm. None of the, But still, it seems like another attempt to throw him off. And now Mulder is beginning to doubt a lot of his own beliefs at this point after the whole deep throat thing, right? He's very questionable. Very questionable. And he's sad. Uh, he makes he a few. Fo- he makes a few phone calls to a couple UFO hotlines and discovers the frequent sightings which followed the the route of the truck have continued in the vicinity of Ma- of Matawa, Washington, around a hundred miles away from where the truck was. The two uh, ventures ventures to Matawa, where the UFO party goers uh, tell them that the UFOs have been known to have. Hover over the Hanford power plant. That guy had a lot of vodka. Yeah, I was going to say there was that that stump was just filled with alcohol. Yeah, it's like lots of vodka, lots of vodka. Oh yeah, they were there was a big event on this. People were cosplaying. I saw a couple guys setting up uh, for cornholing in the back. <laughs> oh god, uh, some beers <laughs> and some you know. <laughs> they were they were pretty gone. Those guys were doing some shit. Seems like seems like some fun. Uh, seems like a fun party to go to. It does. Yeah. Want to have a UFO party? Nothing wrong oh, with God, that. Can we? Oh, yeah. Yay. Let's do it in the summer. I want to come. Okay. <laughs> Will it just be the five of us? Because we don't have friends? We need to get more people. <laughs> After observing the power plant, they see Ranheim leaving the place. Pretty casually. Like, he wasn't just dying in the other scene from rashes and, like, severe coughing. Like, did we ever find out that he, like, died from radiation poisoning? What's his deal? Mulder calls the uh, lone gunman uh, using Langley's experience at hacking security systems to provide forged IDs, which get them into the facility. Tells them to turn the recording off. He's like, I did. And then he doesn't. <laughs> and then, like, tape he's is still, still going in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Langley's great. The lone gunmen are great. I love them. So in they go and they act like it's and they act like they're supposed to be there and it's no big deal. And of course, there's the quick fake out with here. Display these at all times. This is some great work. <laughs> and they get pretty deep into the facility until they reach a locked door, and they think about doubling back, but are met by security. <laughs> Generic black man. Yes. Uh. I like how Mulder actually thought that his stammering was going to work. Like, how often does that actually work? I see. This way, please. And Scully then gives some cover to Mulder so Mulder can... You know, just bust in through a door. Uh, like next, the Kool-Aid yeah, he almost man. got shot. Yeah, yeah. He is being chased down by every guy with a rifle, 
Like there are like so many guys with rifles. She didn't man. give him cover. He just he just kind of bursted out of the. Out yeah, of the he scene just was like what literally needed to be going on is the only thing that's missing is Mulder screaming Leroy Jenkins. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. just just rolls in there, man. <laughs> like fuck it, Leroy Jenkins. He gets down into the bowels of the building apparently uh, near what seems to be some kind of hermetically sealed trailer unit and by now like 50 people are pointing guns at him ready to just absolutely perforate our lead character here which would have been really bad for the show but deep throat comes and calls everybody off it's like no 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 gives old Mulder his gun back and it has a moment of being like the kindly farmer now son i know you want to look into that into that window but you'll be disappointed into that window oh my god I was just like, let him fucking look. Oh, my God. I wanted him to, like, push him over so bad right there. It's like, just let him look into the window. I wanted to see that alien. Uh, Valentine, I'm sorry. The budget just does not have room for it for this season. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, But Jerry Harden here, uh, Deep Throat, then starts weaving a story of about how... After Roswell, a meeting was attended by the heads of the United States, uh, the Soviet and the Soviet Union. Uh, China was there, and China and other and other world powers China. to determine protocols for alien China. crash landings. <laughs> and it was decided that it, whoever smelt it dealt it. Whoever, wherever it lands, someone has to take responsibility <laughs> to kill it. <laughs> and. Uh, He's done it. And he's done it. He was one of the few people who have had the pleasure of uh, exterminating. Didn't he say one of the one of the three? One of the three. One of the three people who have ever exterminated an extraterrestrial biological entity. And So that's where those beautiful blue eyes come from. Those are the souls that he's killed swimming deep yeah, inside of yeah. his And I I can't <laughs> I would be remiss at this point if I didn't point out that Jerry Harden is doing some incredible acting in this moment. Because he is adding some real pathos to a story that is basically, well, there's this one time I shot an alien. <laughs> yeah, he- it's it's the single most ridiculous bit of dialogue. But he pulls it off so well. He makes the alien sound cute like he just shot E.T. or Alf or something. It's right up there <laughs> with Viola Davis saying, why do you have a picture of a naked dead bitch on your phone? No, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Not in not in this show. But yeah. It's a different show. <laughs> it's a different show. It's not a better show. It really is. And this is absolutely a huge revelation because it's the first time he's actually dropped this kind of information on Mulder. Yes, this is real. Yes, uh, I've seen it myself. And the reason I'm helping. And killed it. And the reason I am helping you is to is my is my penance for killing that alien. That adorable alien. E.T. phone home. Bang. I bring you love. Blam. That's that's what happened. Oh. Now I made myself sad. Elliot. <sighs> <laughs> we could go on for hours. Literally, hours. <laughs> you don't think he killed Groot, do you? Deep Throat walks Mulder out of the facility after Mulder looks in to the empty table in that in that capsule there. Because the budget. And uh why couldn't he like show him the dead body? Like just fucking proof. Just show him something. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. The budget. <laughs> but then uh, as they walk out of the building, Mulder looks to him and asks, and says he's just not sure which lie to believe. To which um, uh, Deep Throat chuckles and shakes his head and walks away. Oh, you crazy kid. So He, he shook his head, but he had, 
He had fuck face on his face. Like, <laughs> he was fucking with him. He was. Like. <laughs> so now we're not certain about what has transpired here now. Apart from the fact that Scully is pissed. Oh, she is so mad. Now, granted, angry Scully happens a lot, but she is really mad. <laughs> and so apparently the trespassing on the property is not going to be prosecuted or, or reported or anything. And this goes back to normal. But at this point, we don't really know if that revelation, that that story is true. However, keep in mind the description of the story because it's going to come back at some point. Well, I think it's important to remember it by the end of the season. True. Because this is what this is. I don't want to, uh, uh, we, sh- we shouldn't talk, uh, get too far ahead of ourselves, but this is meh, going to, meh, meh. this is going to have repercussions that to at least the end of this season, probably farther. <laughs> uh. This, uh, this episode was really well shot as well. Like the way, uh, some of the scenes were put together, like, uh, Scully's purse, when they focus in on it, sitting on the table and then she goes to make coffee and they painstakingly show you. Like, the length of how long she's in there making coffee. She comes back in, they focus in, you know, that the purse has changed, and now Mulder's there being all paranoid. And I was left in that scene wondering if she thinks Fox is, like, fucking with her. I don't know, this this whole episode was done very well. It's a good episode. I don't say that often. It was a, this one was a this one was a good one, and we'll be back with our scores for this episode after we disseminate some very important information to the masses. Okay. From the Medicinal Mass Podcast Network and the FBI basement, The Adventures of Todd and Shannon. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa, Somber Dignified Ramadan. That was like four months ago. Uh, well, celebrate. Whatever, uh, happy holidays. Celebrate in whichever way seems the most jolly to you. Yes. Definitely. Do some drugs, too. <laughs> don't encourage that. <laughs> if that's your thing. Don't do drugs. Decorate the trees. Don't do drugs, but Decorate do them. the trees or smoke well, them. Well, you can do some drugs. Who cares? Yeah, definitely. De- decorate the trees for sure. Trees. Or smoke the trees. <laughs> Set them on fire. If you are fans... Of this podcast, you might also be fans of the adventures of Todd and Shannon. <gasps> Where would they be able to find that? On the Medicinal Mass Network. And Valentine's going to tell you all about that. Guys, if you aren't already like listening to the other podcasts we have there, you need to now. You can go there, like, comment, share, tell your friend about it. We got plenty of stuff to listen to at medicinalmass.com. Right. Also, if you subscribe to us, I feel like you're kind of part of our squad. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Subscription it's inner, squad. It's the inner circle type thing. Yeah, we've got squad goals. You're in on the conspiracy. We're going we're gonna to live when the aliens come because we're selling everybody else out. If you <laughs> like books. I write them. You do? Yes. The Department of the Arcane series, a, a series of books about the uh, affairs of the government organization that... Uh, a... <laughs> He didn't read the book. <laughs> no, he doesn't. The uh, the story. He, the, I, I, I just got. Stop it. Uh, are you kidding? <laughs> well, if you don't want to be like my my husband here, you can go to schuffrights.com and buy them there and read them and be better than Todd. 
They're about the the Department of the Arcane is the government agency that polices and manages the use of magic and the affairs of supernatural creatures. Me, it's good books. Are you reading the back of the book right now? <laughs> He's literally reading my website. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you... and if he doesn't die, he will be joining me at MarsCon in Williamsburg, Virginia, uh, January twelfth through the fourteenth. Or you can see him at Mysticon in Roanoke, Virginia, uh, the 23rd through the 25th of February. Marissa, who is currently experiencing some technical difficulties, is an artist. And you can find her, The Oddite Delight, on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash Delight, I believe. Mm. I'm a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you should go check her out. She has done the pixel art for The Adventures of Todd and Shannon. She has done art for uh, that you're going to be able to see on the uh, Medicinal Mass website and the Patreon page. She does commissions. She does line art. She does uh, pixel art. She even does a little bit of sound and editing. She does. She did the uh, the mute the mood music that you hear when the episode starts. And that's re- and it's really good, and we're happy that she does that, and and we hope that her sound comes back soon. Let's see, we've talked about the podcasts, we talked about the upcoming con, we talked about Marissa's art. I guess the only thing that's left is to discuss is the erotic cross stitching currently being done by Ivania. <laughs> I don't cross stitch. Jeez, <laughs> and I don't knit. <laughs> oh man. Erotic cross-stitch. <laughs> now that sounds like fun. <laughs> kind of. It's like normal cross-stitch, but Give it boobs. her ideas. Yeah. With tips. <laughs> if you're feeling crafty later, try it out. <laughs> okay, with Marissa out, we only have four scores to give out today. All right, uh, I'm going to give this one... Uh, I'm going to give this one three big rigs. I liked it. I really did. I'm going to give it four UFO parties. It's a good episode. All right. Valentine. And that's a lot of vodka. I'm going to give this one uh, four horrendously murdered ETs with a uh, cow spike in a back room. Because this one was awesome. And Vanya? <laughs> I'll give it uh, four jars of Mulder's swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job. Okay, uh, I've got Marissa in the chat room right now. Hold on. Marissa, do you want to give your score and I'll relay it to the people? Three overgrown nerds. <laughs> All right. Seems legit. The lone gunman will become semi-regular features of the show and uh, absolutely beloved by the community. Even we get their own spinoff. <laughs> well, this has been a fine... Fine episode of the FBI basement. I'd see by the time by the old clock on the wall that it's time for us to pack it in for now. Yeah, yeah. So can I go home yet? No. We'll discuss the um uh, the terms of your release once we're off the air. Uh, join us next week when Mulder and Scully takes us to meeting. Hallelujah. Well, for now, this has been Todd, the man on fire. And for Shannon, Vanya, Valentine, and Marissa, to letting you know the truth is out there. Good night. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network.
I did that on the mic. <laughs> I usually turn it off. <laughs>